But uh, here we are on Christmas Eve, and uh, you know, gifts play a big part, especially in our American culture in in Christmas. And uh, uh, most of us fall in one of two categories when it comes to gifts. And gifts are an important part of Christmas, and we're going to think about the gift tonight. But I've talked to some people this Christmas season, and uh, they have their shopping done by like December 1st, and they're just all done and ready to go. Then there are others of uh, you uh, that um, maybe wait till the last moment. I won't ask to see if anybody was in the store tonight or yesterday or whatever. Uh, but some of us are more last-minute people. Now, I started my shopping early this year. I started on the 23rd, and, and I finished on the 23rd. And so um, I always like to get it done nice and early. But uh, I have to admit that around Christmas time, um, I frustrate my family a little bit when it comes to gift giving, because I get the inevitable question, as you might get, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? And after 67 trips around the sun, I literally can't think of anything. I, and I was like, I don't want in fact, I'm trying to get rid of stuff at this point in my life. I don't need anything. I don't want anything. Now, Diane doesn't agree with me on that, and perhaps there's some things that, that I need. But um, what do you want for Christmas? Besides, I have a November birthday, and, and I get what I need at my birthday. But um, for a moment tonight, we want to think about gifts, and I want us to just think for about five or ten minutes here of the gift that we all desperately need the gift that we all desperately need. I think you have an idea of what this gift is. It's a gift that can't be earned, can't earn it. It's a gift that cannot be bought or purchased, no matter how much money you have. It's a gift that's not available in the store. You can't even get it on Amazon. And yet this gift is available to everyone. And so my question to you tonight, and it's the same question about two and a half weeks ago during our WANA group. One Wednesday night, I, I brought our WANA WANA group up here, and they were all sitting on the platform, and we had the lights all down low, and we talked about Christmas coming, and we asked uh, the question, um, have you received the gift? Have you received the gift? And uh, that's the question that we want to think about tonight, because the Bible talks a lot about this gift. The Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 9, 15, says, Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. It is so wonderful, it is so great, that we can't even describe it. Thanks be to God for the indescribable gift. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 talks about this gift as well. That it's not by works, we can't earn our way into, into heaven, but it's only by receiving the gift by God's grace through faith. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, Paul says, The wages of sin is death. You all know that unless Christ comes back in our lifetime, none of us are getting out of here alive. And I've been at this long enough where I've stood now by literally hundreds of grave sites. Um, the wages of sin is death. That's eternal separation from God. But here's the good news, and this is what was sung about tonight. But the gift of God, God's gift to us is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of eternal life. The gift of forgiveness of sin. 
the gift of the promise of heaven. And for this very reason, this is why Jesus came. Remember, the angel came to, to Joseph and uh, told Joseph, this is, this is the name of, of the baby that Mary's going to have. You shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will, what? Save his people from their sins. And so tonight we have to acknowledge that um, religion will not save us. And the statistics, and I've read all the, the surveys about where our culture is going, our culture is getting less and less religious. But religion will not save you. The church will not save you. Uh, being baptized will not save you. Good deeds will not save you. The only thing that will save you is that baby in the manger who grew up and lived a perfect sinless life and eventually went to the cross to die for your sin and mine. And so Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, For you know that it was not with perishable things like silver or gold that you were redeemed, saved, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And so what saves us? What saves us is Christ shed blood on the cross and his sacrifice for our sin. I quote this all the time, but it, it just drives the point home. A number of years ago, um, Andy Stanley, who pastors a mega church in Atlanta, uh, and he wrote, wrote a book um, about, uh, asked the question, how good do you have to be to get into heaven? And the answer to that question should disturb us. The answer is perfect because God is holy and God is perfect. And so only perfect people get into heaven and therefore we have a problem. But the good news is found in the gospel and the arrival of our Savior Jesus, Second Corinthians chapter 5. Paul writes about the great exchange. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, when we put our trust in him and him alone, we might become what the righteousness of God. And so when we um, accept Christ as our Savior and realize that we can't make it to heaven on our own, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Peter preached a sermon in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved, and his name is Jesus. So my question to you tonight is, have you received the gift? I grew up in a pastor's family. I've been in church basically every Sunday since I've been two weeks old. But When I was eight, nine years old, I finally understood the gospel enough to grasp it and to accept it for myself. And it's done in a very simple way. I call it the ABCs of salvation. Number one, admit your need. Admit that you need a Savior. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Isaiah 53, all we like sheep have gone astray. We go our own way. And so we need to admit our need, but then secondly, we need to put our belief and faith in Jesus. Number one, who he is, that he's the son of God. Number two, what he's done. We call it the finished work of salvation, his death, burial, and resurrection. And then thirdly, we, re we, we receive him. We confess him with uh, our mouth. We, we acknowledge that our faith is in him. 
Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess that you are saved. And so simply admitting our need, understanding who Jesus is, and then putting our faith and trust in him. And you can do that with a simple prayer. I, I love a, a tract, and I use it all the time. This little booklet is called Steps to Peace with God, and it just outlines um, how you can receive Christ. And there's a simple little prayer at the end here. Uh, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I want to turn from my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, and he died for my sins, and you raised him to life. I want him to come into my heart to take control of my life. And I want to trust Jesus as my Savior. A simple prayer like that can change your world and your eternal destiny from eternal separation from God to eternity with Him. And sometimes we stumble on how simple it really is. You know, Jesus said in the Gospels, unless you become like a little child and have childlike faith, you will not enter the kingdom of God. So I trust you've received the gift tonight. And if you're not sure, uh, then uh, I'd encourage you um, sometime before you lay your head on the pillow tonight just to uh, um, make that very, very clear in your heart and life and receive that gift of eternal life through prayer. First John 5 uh, says that God's word is written so that we might know that we have eternal life. Oftentimes I've talked to people about what's beyond this life, and they're like, oh, I hope I can make it. I think, I, I think I'm going to be there. I sure hope so. And the Bible says you can know. You can know for sure your sins are forgiven through the shed blood of Christ. Let's, let's pray tonight, shall we? Lord, thank you for the privilege of being here tonight. Lord, thank you for uh, Noel. Thank you for the, the birth of our Savior that we celebrate tonight. His name is Jesus because he will be the one to save us from our sins. And Lord, I pray tonight that every person here has received a gift, uh, the gift of eternal life through putting their faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. Lord, I pray that there's uh, one here that's just not sure that, that, Lord, tonight would be the night that they would uh, make that very clear, make that very sure. And Lord, thank you that um, one of the reasons that you came to this world in Hebrews chapter 2 is to deliver us from our fear of death. And Lord, when we know you, we know that uh, what's beyond the grave is uh, absent from the body present with you. So thank you for Jesus. Thank you for our Savior. And Lord, we give you all the, the praise and the glory tonight for what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.